0: Welcome to the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jews. the 12 tribes of Israel. They get the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. From the words of the Most High, straight from the Bible. Join us each week as the prophets break down deep basics, Bible mysteries, expose dangerous deceptions, and show you. How to come back to your heritage and inherit the kingdom of heaven. These are revelations and insight that you will not get anywhere else. So he that hasn't here, land here. Because the prophets are about to speak. Israel United in Christ podcast. Shalom Israel and Mosah and Christ bless. You're listening to a new series in the Israel United in Christ podcast, Fear of a Black Planet. And if you haven't done so yet, be sure to download the IUIC app over at IUICapp.com. Once again, that's IUICapp.com. We have the app available for Mac operating systems. So that means if you have an Apple iPhone or iPad, you can download the app. The app is also available for Android. So that means for all your Android devices. So make sure you go over to IUICapp.com and download the app. It's for free. So now let's send this out to headquarters with the bishop and the deacons. We'll continue in the series, Fear of a Black Planet. All right, shalom, everybody. Shalom,
1: shalom. Happy Sabbath. I'm going to get right into it. we am going to get right into it. The class tonight is going to be entitled, Great Fear Fell Upon Them. Great Fear Fell Upon Them. All right, we're going to open up with Revelation 11, verse 11. We're going to just jump right into it. Great fear fell upon them. That's today's topic, because it's falling upon them, and we're seeing it.
2: It needs to be addressed. The book of Revelation, chapter 11, verse 11. And after three days and a half, the spirit of life from God entered into them, and they stood upon their feet, And great fear fell upon them which saw them. Read again. And after three days and a half. Stop.
1: Now when our people arrived here, we arrived here around sixteen nineteen. Now three days and a half is going to get to three hundred and fifty years. So when you count, when you go do the map, it lands you to nineteen sixties, seventies. That's where it lands, nineteen seventies. And that's when our people start to seek identity, they start to seek nationality, and that's when the heathens begin to rise up against us even harder. Or in, a, in a more cunning and conspir- in a more cunning way, um, that goes into the time of the Black Panthers, mm-hmm. that goes into Snick, that goes into um, uh, the Young Lords, um, Brown Berets on t- t- um, the Chicano movement. You had um, Aim, all these different movements start to rise up because our people start to seek identity. And They all realized they all had a common enemy, but the Black Panthers are the ones were the ones that started off, that popped it off. For, of course, the Nation of Islam, of course. Amount of the king You involve all, the, all of them So around that time It was when people Start to rise up And seek identity Around the 1960s Was a, was a major time In black history In this side of the world Alright read it again
2: And after three days And a half The spirit of life From God Entered into them uh-huh. And they stood Upon their feet
1: And around that same time When all those movements I mentioned earlier Start to rise up The Israelites Were getting to rise up as well But they weren't as prominent As the others Because the others Was larger And they came out first then as time went on, they, we're going to go into that as time went on. They got infiltrated and dismantled and destroyed. And the Israelites, of course, are now on the rise. And now we are the new
2: threat. We're the new threat now. Read on. And great fear fell upon them which saw them.
1: And when they stood up upon their feet, it says great fear fell upon them which saw them. The them is our enemies. The them is the other nations. And our people who love the other nations. Them also. The two-thirds great fear fell upon them which saw them. All right? Give me Ezekiel 37. This is where John is getting it from. What John was shown is what Ezekiel was shown hundreds of years prior. Ezekiel 37. Ezekiel 37. I want verse
2: um, 10. The book of Ezekiel chapter 37 and verse 10. So I prophesied as he commanded me. And the breath came into them. And the breath Came
1: into them. The breath. Keep that word in mind. The breath came into them. Go ahead. And they lived. And
2: they lived. They revived. Because they were once dead. They lived. Go ahead. And stood upon their feet. And great. An exceeding great army. A what? An exceeding great army. No. Stood up. That part. And stood up upon their feet. That's Revelation 11 verse 11. Stood up upon their feet. Go ahead. An exceeding great army.
1: And once that happened. Great fear fell upon them. Which saw them. John fills in the gap. He completes the statement. When he rose up as an exceeding great army, great fear fell upon the nations that, that, um, that saw us. Read on.
2: Verse 11. Then he said unto me, Son of man, these bones are the whole house of Israel. You're the whole house of all nations. The whole house of Israel. So the whole
1: house of Israel is that great, there's that great exceeding army that stood upon their feet that the breath entered into. All right. Now we're going to find out what that breath is as you read further on. Go
2: ahead. Behold, they say, our bones are dried and our hope is lost. That's
1: what, that's what people were saying among themselves. Our bones are dry and our, and our what? Our hope is lost. We have, no, we have no hope in this land. Go ahead.
2: We are cut off for our parts. Go ahead. Therefore prophesy and say unto them, thus saith the Lord God, behold, O my people, I will open your graves. O oh, my people. O oh, my people.
1: The whole house of Israel is God's people. Oh my people, what? Oh my people, I
2: will open your graves
1: I will open up your graves Because our people are spiritually dead Which goes into Revelations 11 again But we'll get to that later on tonight Because I will open
2: your graves, go ahead And cause you to come up out of your graves Out of your dead state, your spiritually dead state, go ahead And bring you into the land of Israel and bring
1: you into your land, go ahead and but that's sh- going, but This is all a process of time we're, we're, we're le- Right now we're living in that time where we are, the breath is entering into us, and we're going to be brought back into
2: our land. Read on. And ye shall know that I am the Lord, when I have opened your graves, O my people, and brought you up out of your graves. Out of your dead state. Go ahead. Out of your death. Go ahead. And shall put my spirit in you. Stop. Go ahead. And ye shall live.
1: So what's the breath in verse 14? Remember, Revelation 11 said, the spirit of life entered into them. So the the spirit is the breath. the spirit of God is
2: the breath. That entered into them that caused them to live. Read again. And I and shall and shall put my spirit in you, and ye shall live, and I shall place you in your own land. And once the spirit is put in us and we live, then he'll put us in our
1: land. Then he will put us in our land. Go ahead.
2: Then shall ye you know that I, the Lord, have spoken it and performed it, saith the Lord. So it's the
1: process of time. Israel began to rise up. When you read the valley of dry bones, began to rise up. And the flesh came upon them, but there was no breath in them. I mean, they saw identity. They were seeking it, but the understanding of who they were was not quite there. Then as time went on, the Israelites rose up around the same time later on. And eventually, the understanding began to grow. We we gained our identity around the 1960s, 70s. 70s primarily, 70s. All right? So now, let's get John 6, verse 63. Because the breath And the spirit is the same exact thing. The breath of God, spirit of life was all the same thing. John 6, verse 63. What gives us life? What gave us life?
2: The book of John, chapter 6, verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth.
1: It is the spirit. The word quicken means to bring alive, to revive again. Quicken. Go ahead.
2: The flesh profiteth nothing. Sin or the flesh profits nothing. Go ahead. The words that I speak unto you. They are spirit. Christ says, the words
1: that I speak unto you, they are spirit. The words that I, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit. Go ahead. And they are life. And the words he spoke unto us, they are life. What words, what words was Christ speaking unto us? Get John 5, the chapter before. Verse 47. The 46.
2: John chapter 5, verse 46. For had ye believed Moses. For had you believed Moses, go ahead. Ye would have believed me. Go ahead. For he wrote of me. For what? For he wrote
1: of me. So had you believed Moses, you, you would believe me. For he wrote of me. Go ahead, watch 47.
2: But if he believe not his writings. But if ye believe not his writings, whose writings? Moses' writings. Go ahead. How shall ye
1: believe my words? What were the, what were the Messiah's words? Moses' writings. What's Moses' writings? The law. So, what gives us life? The law. Proverbs seven and two. So, when you hear Christianity cults say the law is done away with, they want us to stay dead. That's their agenda. That is their goal to keep us dead in them graves that we're trying to we rose out of. They're trying to put us back in them graves. That's their agenda to put us back in those graves that they placed us in in the first place. When we got them slave ships. That's
2: the agenda. Read that. The book of Proverbs chapter 7 and verse 2. Keep my commandments and live. Keep my commandments and what? Keep my commandments and live. Keep my commandments or my law and live. So,
1: so how do they live? When the commandments entered into them. We read earlier that the bones came upon them. They received their flesh. But there was no breath in them. Because the flesh is nothing without the breath of life. That's why people had an identity. They sought one, Afrocentricity, Afro-American, um, uh, black and proud. All that was all good. But the breath was not there. And so those movements began to fall one by one. They failed. Black Panthers, failed. Martin Luther King, failed. Islam, failed. X fell. Same thing. Um, 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 Mega Evers, Stokely Carmichael,
3: all failed. All failed. All, all of them fell. Go ahead. You know what's heavy about what, what the deacon is bringing out? Because during the same time when the awakening began to happen, like in the 60s, like the period that he's talking about, that's what Ezekiel, the 37th chapter, goes into in, in some detail. While we were waking up, what was Esau doing? Just like what you're bringing out now, fear came upon them because they read the scriptures. Let me just give one scripture, deacon, to go keep um, Revelation 12 and 12. Revelation 12 and 12 is going right into the subject. Because during, like like the deacon brought out, during that time we were starting to wake up, but like the scriptures say in Ezekiel, when you read up a few verses above 10, it says, but the breath had not come into them yet. But we were still, we were trying to get ourselves together. Esau thinks far away. If he sees a resemblance of waking up, he already sets plans in action. Right, exactly. Exactly. You got it? Yes, sir. Read.
2: The book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 12. Watch this. Listen. Therefore, therefore rejoice, ye heavens, and ye that dwell in them. Woe to the
3: inhabitants of the earth and of the sea, for the devil has come down unto you. For the devil has come down unto you. This is the great red dragon, Esau, so you can understand. Go ahead. Having great wrath. Having great wrath. Here's why. Because he knoweth that he hath but a short time. The question is, how does he know that he hath but a short time? Because he's watching the prophecies. This white man, he read this Bible. And he's looking in this Bible and he's looking out in society and he said, these are the dry bones. And when I see them starting to wake up, I know that this is coming down. So let me start to introduce drugs. Let me start introducing COINTELPRO. Let me start introducing all kinds of things to destroy them and slow them down. That's what's happening. Y'all in here playing games. Y'all don't realize what's really going down. Go ahead, Deacon.
1: It was in Psalm seven, verse twenty-four. My favorite chapter. It was in Psalm seven, verse twenty-four, regarding the breath of life or the spirit of life that entered into us, that's causing us gradually to live. That the word spreads, we're coming to life out of those graves. The graves is not just America. The graves is wherever Israel scattered. That's the grave that they're in. The captivity, the, the captivity that they're in. Wisdom of Solomon 7,
2: verse 24. The book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 7, and verse 24.
1: And notice wherever our people are located, you'll find <clears throat> primarily three religions. You'll find, well, I'll say two. You'll find Christianity, which encompasses Catholicism, same thing, Baptists, and you will find Islam. Wherever our people are found, you will find those dominant religions that they're either in or forced upon them. Wherever we are, whether it be in Africa, whether it be in this side of the world, whether it be in the Philippines, you'll always find, in Haiti, Jamaica, you'll always find our people in some form of a denomination, a Christian, Catholic, it's all the same thing, a Christianity denomination. Always. That's the graves. Keep us in the graves. Because when you think about it, you examine the Christianity cults. All right? You examine them. Whenever they come at us, they always ask, they always say, you're not the Israelites. You're not the Israelites. Okay. And we ask the, the following question, we retort. Mm-hmm. What are we? Then there's never an answer. It's just, oh, doesn't matter what you are. You're a child of God. Which one? They never give an answer because they do not want you to know. Because you knowing matters. Mm-hmm. That's why they push the thought of it doesn't matter. Because they know it matters. They say Christ doesn't matter what color Christ is. It does matter. That's why they say it doesn't matter. Whenever Esau says something doesn't matter, be mindful because it does. Most likely when he says it doesn't matter, most likely it does matter. But it affects him if you you find out how much it does matter. It'll affect him. Read again.
2: The book of Wisdom of Solomon, chapter 7 and verse 24. For wisdom is more moving than any motion. Wisdom is more moving than any motion. Go ahead. She passeth and goeth through all things by reason of her pureness. Go ahead. For she is the breath of the power of God. Wisdom is what? For she is the breath of the power of God.
1: Wisdom is God's laws and she is the breath of the power of God. That's the wisdom is. That's what the laws of God are. She is the breath of the power of God. Go ahead. And a pure
2: influence. And what
1: is she? And a pure influence. That's the difference between the Israelite movement and all the others before it. She is a pure influence. When you examine Ronald the King's movement, it was not a pure influence; it was an assimilating influence, it was an integrational influence, which was not beneficial to us at all, at all. That's what the that's Esau saw as a threat, only because it brought us together, because he saw things carnal. Or there's two, if they gather together, I'm gonna get that later. I'm gonna jump ahead, but Esau's thought is that if they come together with a common, and realize a common enemy, we're we're in danger. They don't look at it, they don't look at the doctrine as a threat. They look at the numbers and the gathering together as a threat. That's his, that's his thought. That's what the Egyptians said. There's too many of them. They might rise up against us. Let's deal wisely with them. That was that was their thought. Egypt, Egyptians thought kind of also. We see things on a spiritual level. And, and the elite of the Edomites also see it that way as well.
3: Right. They knew that Dr. Martin Luther King philosophy wasn't was not the uh the program that was going to resurrect us but they saying that he's got the charisma to bring them into the conduit that may bring them and wake them up so let me get rid of that before too many of them start to if too many of us even start to organize among ourselves they say even though they haven't woken up yet that little bit of organization might lead into them waking up so me being uh me as an enemy Thinking ahead, say, you know what? I need to cut that off at the root before it even gets started. Mm-hmm. That's when he started drafting a lot of our people to send them into Vietnam. There was a lot of things going on during that time. Mm-hmm. Y'all need to go back and look at some of that history. Yep. Then, then the, the, the our brothers that went, went over to Vietnam got hooked on heroin, came back. Mm-hmm. Jacked up. Jacked up yep. And instant dope dealers were made. All that went down. That's the reason why the drugs are so crazy now, but it it came primarily in that system during that situation. Go ahead, Deacon. So, read the end.
2: Wisdom of Solomon 7 and 25. For she is the breath of the power of God and a pure influence. And a
1: pure influence. For- MLK, that was integration of assimilation. Hellenism, modern Hellenism, that was not pure influence. And you add, of course, Malcolm X. Now, MLK, of course, He acknowledged toward the end, I made a mistake. I realized I've integrated my people into a burning house. Mm -hmm. I made a mistake. And they said, oh, kill him now. This guy, that's it. That was their fear. They knew He may turn around and go, he made a mistake. Take him out. That's what they thought. They knew. They saw in the long run, he might change his mind. And he did before he got put to death. Malcolm X also. He said, you're the valley of dry bones. He did a speech. You're the valley of dry bones. Ezekiel 37. He quoted it. Mm -hmm. And in in his Bible, in the Harlem Museum, the Schomburg Museum, he has Psalms 83 highlighted and it says Negroes under the verse. You, you I say looked that at it myself.
3: They didn't hear you, Deacon. They didn't hear you. In the Schomburg Museum in glitch. Harlem, there was a glitch. In the they system.
1: have Malcolm X's Bible. His Quran is real small and his Bible is huge. And he has Psalms 83 under um, highlighted and he has Negroes written. When it says um, cut them off from being a nation, he has Negroes written under there, right under the verse. So he knew who we were. I but Islam was so you. prominent and large at the time, he said, nah. I'm going to go where there's, where there's more of them. It's more appealing. It's more alluring. I'll go with that. And I heard, a rumor is that he learned from Israel, that he was Israel. He learned, he learned from them.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: But he said, well, even though that sounds good, these guys are more attractive in terms of the numbers, and it's more alluring. So I'm going to go with the popular um, popularity. I'm going to go with mm-hmm. them. That's what he did.
3: Mm-hmm. I didn't think they heard you. That's why I said for you to repeat it again. Malcolm X's Bible. Like the deacon is bringing out in the Schaumburg Library. That's where you saw that, right? Yep. And Psalms 83. Y'all know what it says in Psalms 83, right? Mm-hmm. Come and let us cut them off from being a nation that the name of Israel may be no more in remembrance. And underneath that passage, he says, Negroes. Mm-hmm. Okay, I told you they didn't hear it. Y'all got to let that butter get in those corn rolls, let it get down in that head. <laughs> All right, go ahead, deacon.
1: Read again, 25 again.
2: For she is the breath of the power of God and a pure influence. Christianity. It's not a pure... Black Panther movement. They were
1: more about militants. I think it was Karl Marx. He was into Karl Marx. And um, The Art of War, what's his book? The guy wrote that book, Art of War. Mm-hmm. sang mm-hmm. he not he, he felt that religion was not for us. He said, that's not for us. We're not going to deal with that. We're going to deal militarily. We feel that's more effective. That was T. P. Newton's st- ground... Um, um, Stand, um, stepping, stone. stepping stone or his, his ideal was religion's not for us, the Bible's not for us, it's been enslaved us. That was his thought process. So we should deal more militarily, um, economically, in terms of like, helping the people with, with um, food and programs to help the people. And, it was, and it was, that was good. It was all good. But, the, but what was missing from it was the breath. The breath was missing. The flesh was there. Unity was there. But the breath was missing. And so the crack introduced the infiltrations, the provocateurs are introduced. The informants are introduced. The crack was introduced. The um, the the jail, the um, the jail time yep. was introduced. Reaganomics and all that, and well, you know, policies in the policies jail started all that changing, started rising up. So that was so all of that stuff was used to neutralize, isolate, and turn them against each other. They, they would create false beefs among them, divide them, and so forth. So that so that was easily disbanded. Not easily, but it took time. It was disbanded. It was removed. All right. Then you had young lords. Young lords came about. Now young lords want to be called brown panthers. But the um, I mean they said, don't call yourself. Don't don't call yourself that. Remember, they were two still, they were still divided against each other. They said no. Don't call yourself no damn brown brown panthers. You, young lords is good for you. Keep the young lords. Don't. You ain't you ain't us. That was their that was their thought process. You know, at the time, even at that time, you we were still divided. But the young lords still were inspired by the panthers. They came. They came like back a year a year later, and they they came back like a year later, and they were like, listen. Okay, fine, we're young lords, but we're going to follow that pattern. Then the Chicano movement came around, Issacar came around, Mexicans came, the Brown Berets came, inspired by the Panthers as well, as well as the young lords, or they're on the same time, I believe, when young Young lords were the same time, I think, or I'm not, whatever. at the same time, and they were also inspired the same way, AIM, same thing. So Judah, pretty much, and Benjamin, because it was Bobby Seale, he's Benjamin, and Ju- Hubert Newton is Judah, mm-hmm. those two were like the, uh, the forerunners of the of this revolution, black revolution The, the rising, SNCC, all that Stokely Carmichael um, Fred Hampton All of them part of that All of them um, rose up and began a revolution That pretty much um, Waved, caused a wave that rippled Through all the kingdom Northern kingdom as well, Hispanics as well All right, Inspiring them, and that was a problem Alright, read again 25
2: For she is the breath of the power of God And a pure influence flowing from the glory of the Almighty.
1: Christianity doesn't flow from God. It is not a pure influence because Christianity tells you come as you are and stay as you are. That's not a pure influence. Laws done away with, that's not a pure
3: influence. Read on. When it says says pure influence, somebody tell me what that means. Pure influence. Because this is what the apologetics are worried about. They're saying, what is it about Israel that these brothers and sisters are taking on to that Bible and we can't crack them? We can't bring them back.
2: Shalom, leadership, brother Matthias. It means that they don't have the laws. They don't have the Bible. They don't know the commandments. The pure influence is the laws of God.
3: Right. The pure influence is the laws of God. And it also means that anything else pertaining to the Bible means it's vain. Meaning that the Bible is really about what you just said. When they try to use it in Christianity, it's not pure. When they try to use it in Baptists and these other kinds of things, it's not pure. The only way the Bible functions in its pure, when it's in its rightful hands, that's why I said that before. When it's in its rightful hands, Mm -hmm. when the correct doctrine is being taught, that's when it's going to have the maximum effect. That's when the Bible is going to come alive. That's when it becomes tangible to our existence. All right, Deacon, that's right. it. When you mention them,
1: the, the Christianity cults, when you mention them, they, they believe it's okay to celebrate New Year's, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I've heard them say it. They advocate, yeah, you could do it. no man judge you in or drink or a holy day. I'm like, what? That's not what Paul is talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas. That's not what he's talking about, but I've heard them say it. Then when you say, according to the Bible, is America doomed? Is America doomed? No, that's your interpretation. America isn't going anywhere. When you think that, it's not a pure influence. Because Christianity is, is, is supports America's, supports America, it supports America. If you ask any person in Christianity, is America doomed according to the Bible, they will tell you no. Judge not lest ye be judged. I've seen it. That's how you know it's not pure influence. Now all the things America has done, from her past to her present, has she not violated every single law of God? In the, within the past, what, the NGH has been around? She's violated every single law, to the Ten Commandments, wherever you, wherever you Christians want to subscribe to. America has violated them all. Other guys before me, violating the Sabbath, stealing people, coveting land that don't belong to them, lying, adultery, advocating adultery, pushing homosexuality, but America is, no, no, America's just fine. It's, Christianity is not a pure influence. And Christianity is the root of
2: democracy. It's the same thing. It's no different. It's the same exact thing. Read on from Pure Influence. For she is the breath of the power of God and a pure influence flowing from the glory of the Almighty. Uh-huh. Therefore can no defiled thing fall into her.
1: So you know it in Christianity. Therefore can no defiled thing. You can eat pork now. Just pray over it. No defiled thing can fall into it. You can celebrate Thanksgiving. No defiled thing can fall into it. Celebrate birthdays. No defiled thing. Wedding rings. No defiled thing. New Year's. No defiled thing. Christmas, Thanksgiving, politics. No defiled thing. Homosexuality. No defiled thing can fall into her. She does not have any part with those things. But Christianity does. Next verse.
2: Verse 26. For she is the brightness of the everlasting light, the unspotted mirror of the power of God, and the image of his goodness. Next verse. And being but one, she can do all things. And and remaining in herself, she maketh all things new. What does she do? She maketh all things new. Born again. Quicken. Born again. Go ahead. And... And in all ages, entering into holy souls, she maketh them friends of God and prophets. What about the verse 24 again? Verse 24. For wisdom is more moving than any motion.
1: So wisdom is a movement in itself that cannot be stopped. That's the problem. They feel they can try to come against us and try to stop us. They cannot stop it. It's, a, it's more moving than any motion. The Panthers was a movement. It fell. Islam At one point in time, Malcolm was a movement. It fell. Snake fell. Those, those are all movements. But it's scriptures to say that wisdom is more moving than any motion. Meaning it cannot be stopped. You can put crack in it, ain't going to work. Homosexuality in there ain't going to work. It's not going to work. Because no defiled thing can fall into it at all. Right. Jump down to, jump down to verse um, 27 again, the bottom of it, make it all things new.
2: Verse 27. She... Yeah. She maketh all things new, and in all ages entering into holy souls. She enters into holy souls. Go ahead. Not wicked souls, unlawful souls, holy souls. Go ahead. She maketh them friends of God
1: and prophets. That's what wisdom does. Wisdom is God's law. She makes wisdom, laws of God make you friends of God and prophets. Not no laws of God make you laws of prophets. You can't be a prophet of God without God's laws. That don't make no sense. Exodus 6.26. An exceeding great army, because oftentimes you hear Christians say things like, Oh, you guys are captains and officers that's done away with you guys are, that's the old testament you guys can't be Christian, can't be captains and soldiers and officers now you're not no you're not in no war watch this exodus
2: six verse twenty the, the book of Exodus chapter six verse twenty six these are that Aaron and Moses to whom the Lord said. Bring out the children of Israel from the land of Egypt according to their armies. According to their what? According to their armies. Israel is God's army.
1: We are, God, we are literally God's military. He has military in heaven and he has military on earth. We are the sons of God on earth. He has sons of God in heaven too. We're, we're, God's, we're sons of God on earth. We're God's military on earth. That's why it says as there's in heaven, that it be on earth. It's the same thing. Get
2: seven, verse four. Same book. Exodus chapter seven and verse four. But Pharaoh shall not hearken unto you that I may lay my hand upon Egypt and bring forth mine armies. And bring forth his what? And bring forth mine armies. So if you
1: did get the first time, you got it now. Bring forth mine armies. Israel is God's army. We are God's military. That's why great fear falls upon the nations that see us. They know who we are. They know what we represent. We are God's military. That rises up. We finished. We got to stop him now.
2: Go ahead. And my people, the children of Israel. his
0: armies. Go ahead.
2: Out of the land of Egypt by great judgment. And it will happen
0: again in this place. All right. That's a wrap for this episode in this series. Fear of a Black Planet. Lord willing, we will be here next week with another episode and continue to detox our people from the lies they've been told about who you are and where you come from and where you're going. Until then, spread the word about this show. And always remember, keep the commandments of the Most High. Shalom. Most High Christ blessed. And thank you for listening to the Israel United in Christ podcast. If you like what you heard, we do hope you pass along our web address. That's IUICpodcast.com. That's IUICpodcast.com to your family, friends, and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive of previous podcasts. Be sure to check the live class schedule to join us for our next live web streaming Sabbath class. Join us next time for another edition of the Israel United in Christ podcast with the real Jews, the 12 tribes of Israel. And spread the word about the show. Until next time, most sign Christ bless you and yours.